This is an APAC EO production. Welcome to episode 93 of the EO Business Podcast for APAC. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of the show, and today I'm joined with Lynn Padetti from Outsourcing Angel. Welcome, Hi, Lynn. Hi, Brenda. Thank you for having me. It was great to meet you in person as well. Yeah, so so this is like um, this is one of the great things about EO. I was meeting another member uh, up, Kim, who's up, who's moved up from Melbourne, and then you were there, and then went, "Oh, you'd be amazing to get on the podcast." And you've just joined EO. And what what made you um, jump on and join EO? Um, look, I heard great things about it, so it's definitely just word of mouth from uh, existing members and also just finding out that a lot of members have been there for like a decade or more. It really gave me that confidence. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, when I joined it, uh, I was really attracted to the, the aspect of kind of creating experiences, networking with other um, entrepreneurs that's, you know, established as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so so far so good. I've attended so many events and I'm loving it. Ah, good on you. And so Outsourcing Angel, tell us what that does. That's your that's your main, is that yes. your longest business that you've been yes, doing? Yes, this is the longest business. So over a decade ago, um, I launched my first online business, which was like an e-commerce business. Had no idea what I was doing on that space, uh, you know, learning about marketing, et cetera. But that was my journey into outsourcing because I had to find someone to do it. And so I started off, um, you know, growing an e-commerce business that got nowhere. And after I got rid of that e-commerce business was when other business owners wanted to pay me um, to help them outsource marketing work. Uh, And at the time it was a, I guess, a marketing agency model. And then in 2015, I pivoted into more of a recruitment model. So rather than me being the project manager and kind of liaise with the contractor and working on your website project, now I thought, why don't I just hire you the right talent from overseas, um, you know, mainly from the Philippines, and then, you know, teach you guys how to work together. And so, yeah, that's been a much more successful business ever since. And so how does that model work? Like you're not in charge of paying like the previous model I take it you were taking care of the human resources and you make some kind of margin on the talent whereas this you just get a upfront payment for no so the other way around so the market is more around like look I'm just going to pay you I don't know who you're working with uh, overseas don't care as long as you get the work done sometimes it's a website project so it's fixed price other times it might be SEO and it's ongoing so that was back then but with the outsourcing angel model, this is more like a recruitment model. So, um, and in a sense where you're giving me the skill set that you need in a staff member, it could be full-time, 20 hours or 40 hours, and I help you find the talent. But not only that, we go as far as, you know, I guess teaching you how to work with a remote team member because sometimes people are brand new to this online space working with remote staff. And so we kind of like an outsource HR department, you know, Pay, payroll, you pay us, we pay the VAs, but we also provide them with all the um, company activities and that that good feeling so that they would stay, right? Because a lot of times we're so busy with our own business that how do we have time to actually make sure our, our VAs or our, our staff want to stay longer with us because we don't have time to do all the fun things. So that's where Outsourcing Angel, we try to do all that uh, on behalf of you so that the assistant or the staff member would stay, there's no point in hiring them and you don't keep them well, they won't stay. So, so I'm just wondering, I mean, they're called VAs, but aren't they just staff? I mean, yes. in the, the, it's not, they're not really VAs anymore because no. they're just... So 
Yeah. So this term has been, um, it's such a broad term and it's left to anyone to interpret what it is. You know, if you go on the Jetstar site, a virtual assistant is a live chat, right? But And then when it, they come to us, we're like, no, no, they're actually a, a staff member working in your business. And in our in our field, it's actually marketing. They're, they're amazing specialists in, you know, social media and digital marketing, et cetera. So, um, and we want them to also treat them as a staff member because sometimes you hire VAs and you think, oh, I'm just going to get some tasks done by them. No, in you know, really invest in time in training them, teaching them your process and keeping them in the long term so that they will almost be able to be proactive with your business and think on behalf of you. And that's the beauty in turning your VA virtual assistant into long-term staff member. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I know a lot of VOs have gone over to the Philippines and India and a few other mm-hmm. different um, countries. Like, how, how do you think the best, like, for someone who's interested um, that maybe they don't have any staff, how's, I mean, how's the best way to start, do you think? Yeah, so working with an agency like us will obviously save you all the headache, right? Um, I When I first started outsourcing, I got ripped off. <laughs> I also didn't know what I was doing and there's just so much things you, it's just like a new uh, world out there. And so if you want to just shortcut and get straight into getting the right staff and get the work done, then you use an agency. But if you want to also then, um, you know, save costs, go direct, then it's just more work. Uh, that means you go and upload a, a post, post a job, you know, uh, filter out the candidate interview, just the whole process. So when you're starting out, I would always recommend doing it the right way. Um, and even if you have been doing it for a while, we have a lot of clients that have outsourced before and then they're like, you know what, I just want to get it done quicker, you know, and get you guys to do it. Uh, but what we've done differently nowadays uh, in the last about eight months now, we've actually added on extra service to really transform someone's business. Meaning we could give you a staff member, but if your systems and process and what you're actually working on isn't the real problem, you're never going to be able to scale your business. So sit with us and we'll actually like map out, okay, what is the flow of your business, right? Where is a leaky bucket? What systems and um, automations can we already install to save you all the manual work or, you know, have a better client onboarding process so that your clients aren't upset that you're not delivering well? Let's fix those things. And then and we have real local management consultants to do that, not a virtual assistant. Yeah, right. But once we get that sorted, we create the process, we train your VA, so it really just minimizes the chance of things going wrong and more chance of you scaling. Yeah. So is there a like a formula that works? Like, I don't know, 40% onshore, 60% offshore. Can you yeah. share any stats around that? I guess it depends on the industry, but yeah. This is the beauty of um, local and offshore. And for many years, I actually didn't have a local person because I'm like, oh, it's cheaper to just keep using overseas people. And it wasn't until 2018, um, four years ago, was when I hired my first few. And I didn't intend to. It's just opportunity of some people turned up and said, hey, I have these skill set. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, you sound like an awesome person. Let me hire you. And when I hired them, I realized the power of them being able to take away all the hats that I was wearing. I was still wearing the marketing hat. I was still wearing the operations hat. I had a team of virtual assistants, definitely, like almost six, seven, eight of them at the time, let's call it. And then, but then I was a bottleneck. I was always one deciding on everything. Once I hired the local staff, I was able to kind of completely free up those roles. They work on the strategic and then the virtual assistant executes, right? So a lot of our team now, when it comes to operational, we have like one local and then maybe four 
virtual assistants. But then in our marketing department, we don't need that many um, virtual assistants. So it's kind of like a one marketing manager with one um, assistant. Oh, but then we also have, we might have a virtual assistant that kind of works across different departments. So it depends on what you do. You know, if you have a designer, they're not going to need to be designing for one department. They might design and kind of doing some other additional things for different departments. Often people can even use a virtual assistant to help multiple businesses. Uh, you're my executive assistant, but you're going to be my executive assistant for the multiple businesses that I run. Not yeah. just So there's yeah. Yeah, different ways to do it. And so, um, so I guess focusing on your business, what's the, what's the split? How many people? Uh, so I currently have like four or five Australian and maybe not 10 um, overseas internally admin-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we have over about 70 virtual assistants working for clients right now. But yeah, right. our internal team, it's about that, yeah. Yeah, so definitely you're, uh, you're doing exactly what you're advising customers to do as well. Yes. Oh yeah, so we're big on that. We we we're the frontliner of testing any marketing thing. Yeah, as well right. And making sure it works. And so when we hire people, we know what works for clients as well. So yes. And are all your um, virtual assistants or your offshore staff are they all in one place or are they distributed as well? Yeah. So internally, we're distributed because um, over the last ten years, I've just accumulated different people from different countries. But when it came to working for clients, for us, we kind of made a strategic decision to stick within the Philippines only because then everything is kind of um, the same, right? You know the salary, you know the culture, everything's consistent. It's not that we can't hire people from other countries. It's just that logistically will make it a little bit more complex for us internally, that's all. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, in short, for clients, work with Filipino virtual assistants. Oh, okay, that's awesome. And what sort of... Um like cost savings do you make by yeah. having like an offshore marketing person versus yeah. a local one? So we would say that if you are hiring someone in marketing uh, in Australia, it might be 70K and with us it might be kind of a third of that. Wow, um, it's pretty compelling, isn't it? Yeah. Particularly if you can get um, the right staff member to join your team. And we, exactly. we have a couple of, in one of the businesses I own, um, we have some I think they're permanent residents. Anyway, one is from uh, Indonesia and one is from the Philippines, and they are such hard workers, like yeah. so efficient. And we're paying local wages, by the way, but it's just the work ethic is just it just doesn't really compare to exactly that. Yeah, and sometimes people think that we're exploiting by outsourcing to people over there, but no, they are grateful for their job. That's why they work mm. so hard and they're so loyal. Coming from an Asian background myself, I know the way we're brought up as well. We're very like strong work ethics, yeah, yeah highly respect of respectful of you know others around us, yeah. And, and I, I also have heard that, like, say with the Philippines, it would be quite prestigious to be working for a international business, oh, yeah. and if they've got good conditions, working conditions, and yeah, I've been hearing a lot of um, sad stories over there. Like, if they were to work under other Filipino managers and employers over there they kind of get treated a lot worse than yeah. us right um you know over there you're going to have to look up to the your elderly and your higher higher yeah. higher managers in yeah. australia we're all the same as long as we're adding value to one another we treat each other with all respect so yeah that's why they're very grateful for their job and why 
marketing? Do you have a background in marketing or is that just something you fell into? Or? Yeah, so remember my e-commerce business where I had no idea what I was doing. I had oh, yeah. have a website and then SEO and AdWords and all these marketing things that I had to do for my own business. And so it was only natural when someone asked me for help with building their business. I just had all these marketing ideas. Yeah. And I even yeah. told them where to go. I said, go Upwork. Uh, it was called Odess at the time. Like, go and find these people are so cheap. And I was telling them and they're like, I don't have time for it. Can you help me with it? And so that kind of fell, I just fell into doing that. And look, over the years, people asked for like, hey, do you know an engineer or do you know this and that? It's not that I can't find them. If I find them, I just won't know how good they are for you. Right. Like, Right, because you under you under it sounds like you understand what's involved with marketing processes, so no one exactly. can pull the wool over your eyes because you know you know what to look for. Yeah, so we're on the front line testing out LinkedIn marketing or YouTube marketing, and then we also train and teach, um, and we have kind of like almost work and learn sessions, or other VAs will teach one another. So we're kind of big on community. Uh, yeah, just like EOS, it's all about community and love and, and culture. We're big like that at Outsourcing Angels. So, of course, we're bringing in a lot of the learnings uh, back into the, the company, get the VAs to follow that. And, um, yeah, and when clients have issues with VAs, performance, whatever, we can tell what's the issue, you know. You're yeah. leading the VAs in the wrong way with the wrong strategy. Hey, have you tried this instead? Um, and so, yeah, it's just helpful to know what you're actually helping clients with not just the person it's the te technical uh technical knowledge so this is probably a good segue into like it sounds like you know four years ago you've put on all the local staff you've got all the vas you're out of a job so what are you <laughs> <laughs> what Love you it. must yeah, I'm, I'm i'm sensing you must have another project in the wings yeah yeah look i was actually complacent for a while enjoying my leisure and traveled a lot and you know just did the bare minimum because my ops manager his goal was I'm going to come in and I'm going to help you become obsolete. And yeah. I was like, this is a strange guy, but yeah, I like that. And so I end up being more of a working on the business. If I could get clients in, I can, if I don't, doesn't hurt. Uh, but yeah, um, one thing that I kind of always loved and passionate about um, was uh, video marketing, building a brand. And mm -hmm. it wasn't natural for me at the beginning when we decided to build our brand. It was also like, oh my God, where do we start? Oh my God, I'm so shy. I don't know what to talk about. And then after years of doing it. You don't come across as shy, <laughs> People don't believe me. I was a shy Vietnamese girl. And right. that's why I believe that everything can be developed, every skill set, and you actually don't know who you are. So yeah. you might think you're a shy person. That's only because you haven't done that skill set long enough to know that you like it. Yeah, so, right. So it's yeah. about finding your voice. Yeah. So then... I liked video so much later on that I wanted to become an actor. So I started taking acting class and I would never have thought I would ever do that, right? right. So I was a girl that in primary school, it's like, your daughter is so shy. She needs to put her hands up. You need to do something about her. She's just shy. And I was like frustrated. So yes, mm. believe me when I say I was like yeah. Okay. Um, and Yeah. And so in short, well, as I was making videos for ourselves and, and building a brand, I realized there wasn't many companies out there doing that in, in the way that we know. And YouTube marketing especially is crazy. It's it's the analytics, the SEO of YouTube is so complicated. Even when I was learning it, I was like, is there someone that can just do it for me? I cannot be bothered learning this stuff. Um, so there's a lot of courses, but there's just no one really doing it. Mm. Uh, and then when it comes to LinkedIn marketing, there's a lot of companies that also teach you how to create engagement and, and you know DM people. I still believe that you have to build your brand. So that's why... Um, my new 
project Don Media Productions. It's really about how do you build an authentic brand and consistently creating content that is quality and unique. Uh, and it comes down from your own stories, right? So we create video content that you can repurpose, uh, but then how do you actually make YouTube work for you? Not just using YouTube as a hosting site. Mm. It's like people can find you by searching and then seeing your subscriber count goes up and views going up and knowing that you've uh, attracted these audience from that channel. Same as LinkedIn. You don't want to be outreaching to people. You want people to be coming into you. Yeah. Going, I like your content. Hey, I want to do business with you. Yeah, it's like you pre-educate your target market and let them knock on your door as opposed to the other way around. Yes, and it does take a bit of patience, but it's a long-term game. Once you build a brand, you don't have to compete on price and features. It's yeah. like people hear about you, know about you, and see that you add so much value. And, yes, for a while you're creating video content or content in general, you're like, it's not working. No, it's not, not, not working. It's just people are still consuming. And Hey, are you doing this just to get people in? Or are you doing this because you truly want to share your mission or your message out there and, yeah. and want to help people? And with that yeah. mindset, it doesn't matter how long you do it, right? You've on a 93rd episode now, you're a passionate guy that wants to share people's story, right? So what, what can we do with a podcast, Lynn? I think, look, you will see now podcasts, people are making video. So it's a waste if you're just doing audio. When it comes to, if you're already talking to people, you would shoot it in uh, video content. You put on YouTube and you optimize the keywords. It's uh, how to uh, grow an outsourcing company. Let's call it this this episode, right? It can actually be found when someone's searching and that means the video will pop up. up. Unlike podcasts, people kind of have to know your station, right? It's like, yeah. oh, there's a station. Yeah. I'm going to go in there and okay, what do I want to listen in their station? Whereas um, YouTube is a second um, most visited site after Google. Do you think business, I guess, I'm, I'm just trying to get my head around that, whether businesses would actually be searching on YouTube for? A hundred percent. Like I get the B2C, but I don't know about B2B. Yeah, so it's a misunderstanding that, uh, you know, it's made for entertainment or it's for B2C. No, Um, you know, I've purchased so many things from learning from different gurus on YouTube. So I learned about LinkedIn or YouTube in the first place because of other YouTube content creators in there. Now you'll see that, um, you'll see now that every, um, I guess, gurus out there from um uh, Grant Cardone, um, Tom Bilu, like all those big guys, do you know why they're on YouTube? Because they're building a media empire. They yeah. realize that it's not to, they can start any, okay, Gary Vee, for example, he can sell anything under the sun now because he's built a brand through video content and he started off on YouTube as well. And so what, what, what it does is it helps you to build that brand so that it doesn't matter if I start three businesses down the track. It's just I'm buying it because, you know, Lynn is a credible person who has created this content to help people, right? And so, um, you know, back then Oprah needed a network to sign her up to, you know, to be on stage to share uh, and make an impact. We don't need any network to sign us up anymore. We just sign ourselves up on YouTube. So it's like this is a free platform we just need to take advantage of. And because it's um, owned by Google, you'll see nowadays when you're searching on Google, videos will pop up. So we'll often get organic searches. People are searching on Google. Then I stumbled across your video um, uh, results. Yeah, yeah, I go yeah. on it 
and then I'm binge watching your and, video. And do you think any business business can do it? Like 100%. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your product is. You, it's just about putting content out there and. Yes, yes. So it comes down to really uh, strategically think, okay, who am I selling it to? What's my niche? And have a plan, right? You don't just all of a sudden go on YouTube and just do random things. And I did that. I did vlogging and I did all these different ways to, to get people to see the Lynn, right? But then I quickly realized the more content I create, I realized that people were really interested in outsourcing what I know already. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to be too creative and talked about spirituality and talked about everything under the sun that I like. Yeah. So if you have a right strategy and you, you optimize your video the right way, there's also an area underneath your video, the description area, where it's almost like a landing page. This is where you put in, this video is about this, but these are my websites. These yeah. are the link magnets you can download. Yeah. And that's how you draw people. Back so it's, it sounds like the real key, though, is do it with the expectation of not necessarily getting a return. In not, the not sense that, like, your yeah. intent should be creating content that's going to help people in some yes. way. Yes, because it's a long-term game. YouTube, just like SEO, right, doesn't happen overnight. So with YouTube, yeah. uh, because you're, you're a regular content creator, uh, YouTube starts to recognize that, yep, you're a serious person. Your mm. videos will start to show up in front of the, you know, millions and millions of um, search results. Trish, you're starting to talk me into the idea of uh, using this podcast on YouTube. <laughs> that's right we could, we could be do, we could be doing that for eo that you know it's a yeah. because it's a different way people can consume not everyone wants to listen to podcasts on apple or spotify they some people consume via youtube i guess yeah and also they have a suggested result so meaning like i might be searching for uh, a topic and I'm, i found a you know famous guru talking about it but after i watched it it kind of automatically goes into the next closest title right and your video could be suggested that's why i love youtube because i could put on a song you know a rock song and all of a sudden it keeps playing all the other rock songs i don't think about so that is the power of it compared to podcasts when you're when you're um starting up though don't you get hung up on how many people have viewed it like you you've created all this content put all this effort in and go oh shit only I've only had five views. Or- this is where a full strategy would work in coming, going into LinkedIn. So I always repurpose into bite-sized snippets yep. shared on LinkedIn. Imagine this conversation. How much topics have we covered, right? Yeah. There's so yep. many beautiful bite-sized in there. And then also, you know, redesigning it into using a virtual assistant. You can design into, you know, images or even grabbing those texts. Now they've got content to write about. Yeah, it's yep. easier for them, right? And so then you use LinkedIn because it's more faster, rich. It's like posting, outreaching, et cetera. Uh, if you have an email database, letting yeah. them know, it's all the other social media channels. And, and so you're sort of, you're publishing on YouTube, but then you're going to platforms like LinkedIn to draw them back to YouTube. And then would you use your website to YouTube or would you be using YouTube to push them to your website? So with YouTube, um, I would always uh, share to, to people that, uh, hey, there's an episode there, they want to watch the full episode. But then I would still have little snippets because sometimes people want to listen to different, um, you know, bite-sized nuggets. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. multiple times before they like, you know, I, I like you. But when it comes to YouTube long-form content, you'll build the connection much deeper with your audience because yeah. you're, you're you're having that, you know, just like a podcast, it's a lot longer, right? And But it's visual, so you feel like you know that person. If you listen on audio, it's like, 
what does this person look like? You know, you just imagine their ears and nose or whatever, but it's the visual um, aspect of it that just. And, and do you think it's good enough to like, I don't know, publish Zoom style interviews oh, or do you have to have yeah. like, I'm thinking of some other EOs that go to quite a bit of expense to, you know, set up a room and have a proper videographer and. I mean, yeah, the, so, the quality of videos are incredible, but I'm wondering whether you need to go to that effort or not. Um, I think it comes down of... to the editing too. So, of yeah. course, um, even with Zoom, you can still make it a bit better, meaning like, uh, you know, better webcam or better background. Yeah. Um, but if you have good camera, it's even better. But at the end of the day, it's all about editing. If you do really you just edit by keeping the same gallery view and then header and footer it's very not engaging. But if you edit the right way and you have one person, sometimes two, and some B-roll, some key points, if you yeah. anything you do, you put some effort in, you, you'll yield the result. Anything you do is just to tick the box. Yep, I've got some content on LinkedIn. Yep, I've got some content on YouTube. Yeah. You're going to get that. If you just, so what I find a lot of podcasts do is that they, um, they think they just have to upload the video version of their podcast to YouTube. Same title, you know, Lynn Panetti talking about outsourcing angel, let's call it, right? Yeah. And that's exactly the same title and you know, barely any tags and keywords and descriptions and the thumbnails look exactly the same. It's just, you know, the host and the title, the host and the title, let's call it. Yeah. And yeah. that's why it doesn't work. Yeah. YouTube is all about the titles and the thumbnails um, that makes people can find you and want to click on you. Yeah. Oh, it sounds amazing. You've uh, you've definitely inspired me uh, to um, look further into this. Yeah, hey, where where that has gone really really quickly, Lynn. Um, yeah. We're at the end of the our time, but if people want to find out more about you, uh, what are your websites? Yeah, so Google my name up, Lynn Panetti. Uh, I'm everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I do what I preach, so I am on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, etc. So, uh, yeah, do connect with me. I'm a friendly girl, and I'll see you again. I'll see you in the next EO event. Oh, but but also uh, give us the websites for uh, Outsourcing yes. Angel and OutsourcingAngel.com um, yep. and DawnMediaProductions.com as well. That's fantastic. Thanks so much, Lynn. It's been a uh, it's been a real pleasure to meet you the other day and have you on the podcast so quickly. Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Brendan. You've been listening to an APAC EO production. I hope you've been enjoying listening to the podcast. If you are, it'd be great if you could help us out by leaving us a review and sharing this with friends and colleagues.